and thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 Podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 Podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading-edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Hi, everyone. My guest today is a San Francisco-based artist, and his name is Travis Ruskus. And this is a funny story. Of course, not too funny for Path 11 podcast listeners, but uh, in July, I was at a bluegrass festival, and on one of the hot days, my friend and I went down to the creek just to wet our feet because it was pretty hot, and we get down to the creek, and I look, and there, there's all of these balanced rocks. And I'm sure most of you have seen rock formations where people have taken these rocks and have balanced them. Well, this is a little bit of what Travis does. Then I turned to my friend and I said, aren't those so awesome? Do you know how to do that? Have you ever done that before? And he said, no. I said, yeah, me either. We were just admiring them. And about a week and a half, two weeks later, Travis's book comes across my desk and it's the Rock Balancer's Guide, Discover the Mindful Art of Balance. So I said, oh my gosh, I have to have him on the show because I want to learn how to balance rocks. So Travis, welcome to the show. And that's uh, one of the reasons why you're here. I kind of felt like it was one of those moments asking you shall receive. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Thanks for having me here. And timing is everything. So yeah, I just do it. I couldn't believe it. And um, so yeah, so I started to, you know, read your book, beautiful, I mean, beautiful pictures and illustrations. I love um, your website and all the photography that you also do as well with these uh, rock sculptures. And I have been to San Francisco before. And I think, gosh, that was actually, I don't think it was you, but um, one of the first times I ever saw one was uh, in San Francisco, down like that windy, I remember that that famous street that you guys have there. But um, yeah, so I'm just always fascinated by these sculptures and the fact that you make it really easy and you teach people how to do it. Um, I have not yet had the opportunity to do this yet, but I am hoping I get to do it this fall in my next hike up on the mountain. So why don't you tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself and how you got into photography, balancing rocks, and how you kind of use this as a mind mindfulness and meditation practice. Yeah. And something that's really crazy is normally when you come across it, it's kind of like up in the wild or you just see it standing. And, uh, one way I kind of want to differentiate myself is that I'm trying to make it practical, make it so that you April can learn this. And actually when you're seeing it, yes, pick up a rock and go try it because ultimately the only thing that's stopping us is ourselves. There's like this barrier of, Oh my God, that's amazing. I could never do that. And that's what I'm trying to address because how many other times in our life do we do that? So, uh, for me, rock balancing has taught me how to step into failure, kind of push past it. And I just want to share that experience with others. So how I got into this art form was, it is a bit of a long story and I'm getting better at summarizing it. And the short, short summary is that I was at my rock bottom and I had left my career, left my relationship Um, and I was just in this river one day and I picked up this rock in like such a sad state. I think we open ourselves up to kind of the moment and what's kind of what you're saying with, you know, Hey, you're seeing these rock balances. And then all of a sudden this rock balance book comes across your table. There's a lot of things that are getting shown to us that our minds can kind of ignore 
because we're getting caught up in the storyline of who we are and what we need to do and who we should be rather than just embracing who we are and our man, our our dreams are getting manifested and we're blocking that essentially so for me what happened how i started is i just picked up a rock one day and then i tried to balance it in the most difficult way possible and after 45 minutes of struggle, I didn't have anything, and I just learned to kind of let go of this ego. It, my ego just became exhausted, and I'm feeling, okay, which side does it fall? And Once you start to figure out, okay, there's a center point of you know, mass and gravity in this stone, it locks into place. It like clicks into place, and it feels almost like a handshake with God or spirit or just the energy that gave you life, and it's it's almost as if there's a higher sense of self that comes in through you and acknowledges itself through rock balancing. It's kind of meta and deep if you can go there. But on a very surface level, you just pick up a rock and, and balance it. And what happens is essentially your consciousness gets into those rocks. And if you see a pile of rocks or a rock balance, it's somebody's energy in those rocks. And I think that's really crazy. And one thing that I really want to quickly address at the very beginning is to make sure that when you rock balance that you knock over your balances as the, at the end of your session because what's happened is rock balancing has become this almost expression of ego of, hey, how, how many rocks can I balance and then leave so everyone can acknowledge my ego <laughs> once I'm not there. And I guess you could say my photos of these rock balances are that, but I'm trying to get the viewer to reflect on themselves when i go to these very extreme places within myself and make a rock balance beyond what i think is possible and then beyond that too i'm just trying to show that to the viewer of hey anything is possible if you're willing to believe it is and it's just showing that discovery process and, and sharing that with others that's what i really want to do with this whole thing Awesome. Well, I want to go a little bit deeper into that conversation that you were talking about, okay, um, cool. about connecting with the divine and how something kind of moves through you. Um, mm -hmm. I know in, in some of the, uh, you know, the questions and looking at this, that you also make mention that you can unlock ancient wisdom through rock balancing. And I would have to say, yes. you know, admittedly, I probably first looked at this as this is a great meditation tool for people who say they can't meditate. You know, they don't want to sit down. They're more active people. I would say go out and, you know, try this technique because it's a very mindfulness practice. But yeah, let's talk more about going a little bit deeper into the spiritual awareness and connection that happens, which I think happens to any artist that is creating art. I believe all artists are channelers, that they, they are open they channel information, they give it to us to contemplate, to feel, to hear, to see, to heal. And I would love for you to talk more about that connection. That is very true with the artist insight. That's great. And my favorite birthday gift I give to others is a rock, uh, not just because I'm the rock balance guy, but if you think that <laughs> you're old and I, I, you know, it's great for uh, my parents, friends and uh, all this kind of stuff because they're turning, you know. 65 70 plus and you know they think okay i'm old I, i've at the end of it you know this has been a fun run i'm just hanging on as long as i can and i give them a rock and i say okay if you think you're old how old is this rock and most people can't come up with an answer regardless of their age but especially the ones who are older 
they're thinking, damn, that rock is pretty old. I'm pretty young compared to this really, really old million-year-old rock. And that, to me, when I picked up that rock that first day, that first moment I balanced, I just held the rock and I thought to myself, how old is this rock? And when I had my, my hand holding it and the fingertips surrounding that rock being so young compared to something so old, I thought, there's got to be a reason that I'm here at this point in all of this millennia. There has to be a reason that I'm here because why else would I be here? Is it, yes, a random occurrence of atoms? It could be. But the more that I live through life and I put my intentions out in the world, it gets it kind of reimbursed, kind of like this podcast right here. It's, it's just something where I wanted to share this message and all of a sudden these interviews are starting to, to pile on and that's something that, yes, I have control of a little bit, but at the same time you're tapping into something deeper and that's sort of the ancient wisdom that I'm talking about of the spiritual forces that we can't necessarily see but we can feel and we can go into a whole discussion on that but for the most part i just think that our nature tells us everything that we need to know and if you look at how a tree grows especially here in san francisco there's such a contrast of city and nature and when you see trees growing on the side of the street to be so big and you see how they're kind of perfectly imperfect it makes me think about my own growth process and when i work with others in workshops how they feel like they have to be this perfect building that's worth millions of dollars, but why can't you just be a tree that flows nice and big and strong and, and goes with the wind? And that's really where that reconnection to earth can make somebody have a, a really nice home and become that perfect building. Well, another thing that I kind of wanted to um, talk about with rocks, and I'd have your interviews and requests for interviews increased more this year by any chance? Yes, of course, because the book is out. Um, it's a great tool for me to to kind of march behind this. Okay. Well, the reason, the reason why I ask is um, in this ancient African uh, tradition, Maladoma Somme, he may want to um, read some of his stuff, but a year that ends in the number nine, um, and I have to look up what the other year is but when the year ends in the number nine it's considered to be the year of mineral and uh so there's a whole mineral ritual that that you do in in the nine year and so earlier this year i had a woman's wellness series together and part of the mineral ritual is literally to be buried among the rocks to have the rocks on you to absorb mm. that ancient wisdom to absorb the messages that they have to give and in this teaching, he says that because mineral, like you said, is so old, that it carries our stories, that it can awaken us, it can awaken the bones, um, awaken our purpose. So usually, uh, like the nine year of 2019, a lot of people may be waking up to their purposes because it's the element of mineral. So I think it's interesting mm -hmm. that your book came out this year, you have more interviews, right. uh, you're working with the element of mineral with these beautiful rocks. And to me, it's it's almost like, wow, you know, the mineral has really responded to you in the year that it's most present. In 2020, we're going into an earth year. So the energy of earth will be different. You know, every year carries a different energy. I'm sure you've seen too. Yeah, that's super cool. Would I also have 
almost a question. It's it's something that I know and I've heard, but I can't really nail down exactly where it's from. And it's in an Eastern religion that they believe rocks are trapped souls. That if you have, you know, you're you don't treat life well and you take a lot from it, your next reincarnation is going to be a rock. And rocks definitely break down over time and they can be freed. But I, I like to think of that when I'm balancing these rocks as, you know, what if it is these different souls that I'm balancing here? Wow. Uh, do you know anything about that? Have you ever heard anything of that? No, I haven't. But the first thing that comes to mind, it's, a, it's an older movie um, called The Labyrinth. And I remember there's like these rock people where they kind of, um, they awaken and they, they start talking. I think it's David Bowie is the main uh, person there. No, I haven't heard of that, but that piques my interest and it makes me want to investigate it a little bit more. And that's, yeah, that goes pretty deep, you know, because what do we really know, you know, but what if that is true? And to think that there's a soul in there and your hand is touching it and there could be something within the balancing of what you're doing that's helping their energy to balance to be freed for their next incarnation. Yeah, sure. And even with what a rock balance is, for thousands of years this practice has been going on as cairns, they're frequently called, and just trail markers where, you know, I'm lost and hey, I see it's, there's some source of life. I must be on the right path. And if you see those repeatedly, then it's guiding you you home or to your destination. And one thing that has happened over time is as the country's lines start to become almost stronger, uh, I'm finding that our perception of what a rock balance is is quite different. And here in the United States, a rock balance is something that is kind of illegal and frowned down upon because, you know, you're taking beautiful earth, moving it, and then you're having this expression of ego and leaving. So I'm trying to change that a little bit of, hey, yes, as long as you respect that you don't touch any animal or plant life, I think you have a total right as, you know, being a human on this planet to balance your energy. And once you come to this place within yourself and connect with the earth, then you knock over the rocks to where they once were, and the cycle continues. So regardless of what country you're in, if you can have that 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 mindset, that will help anyone who's who's getting on your case, or also you'll help yourself of you know this circle of life. Now, when you go to Japan, it's super custom that when you see these cairns on the trails, that you add an extra rock for good luck as you you cross the path, and. It's just something simple like that where it's still humans interacting with rock, but because you're surrounded by others who share a similar belief of, oh, you see that? Yes, you add one more. You add one more. You add one more. Oh, in the United States, if you see one, you complain or you know you, you <laughs> have a different reaction. And I just think that at a very, very core, core level, humans are drawn to rock balancing and what usually happens when people view my work either in person or you know when I go to these places within myself to just capture this moment of balance there's this instant I can't do that and this amazement followed by doubt is so interesting to me and I'm trying to cut through that doubt and just you know put a rock in your hand you have to start it's like watching the NBA or something and thinking, oh, I can never play basketball like that. But yeah, have you tried to you know, shoot a three-pointer? Just sure, maybe you may not be in the NBA, but you can still play basketball and learn uh, from the, the art form itself. So 
uh, I could keep going uh, wherever you want me to, but <laughs> yeah, I think sure. That well, th maybe this might be a good um, point too. I know it's a little bit difficult as people are listening, but you do have some videos on your website where you give visual demonstrations for those who are learn uh, easier through visual context. But if yeah. you're an auditory listener, um, maybe you can describe what the process is. Um, you know, like I know you said, start with your first rock and eventually the more you practice, <clears throat> the quicker, you know, the process can be, like you said, your first time was 45 minutes. It's been narrowed down to 45 seconds. You know, it doesn't take you very long yeah. to be able to do this, but that there is kind of a locking point in, in what we're looking for as we are trying to balance these, these rocks. Yes, the real tactical, tangible secret is you're just looking for a little tiny triangle of balance. So you want to pretend like you're just uh, finding a little triangle. And what you're balancing on should have a little groove, almost like a golf ball dimple, where you're finding almost a little hole. And then where that rock makes contact, the one that you're trying to balance on top of, you just want to pretend like you're balancing on a little tiny triangle. And after a while, once you feel the rock, as it kind of falls one way, you correct it. You can also spin it, rotate it a little bit to see if that helps, and then it'll click into place. And you, you've achieved the balance that you thought was impossible. Um, before you get to that, though, what I like to really make sure people understand is you just got to breathe, like take a breath and feel yourself in the moment. Because this can be rock balancing, but it can also be writing emails or driving in traffic and rock balancing is just a metaphor for anything because when you look at it you know you see i'm looking at one right now called healing which had a bunch of different rocks on top of each other but they were spaced out so the more that i look at this over time i think of the relationships around me and who these big rocks represent and my mind just naturally goes there and i think we have this this ability with art to think of metaphor and how it translates to our daily life. So, you know, if you're, you're driving in traffic, you can't go balance a rock real quick, but you can take a breath and just kind of let go of any tension, which is easier said than done. But if you just take a breath, this is the moment right now in any moment. So if you're out on the, the beach balancing, just tap in the moment, take a breath, Try to experience the, the smell of the waves crashing or the trees around you, the wind blowing if you're not by water. And you'll be able to create much better balances if you're not holding yourself back of, oh, man, I can't believe that guy said this email to me about this and I just can't get over it. And, you know, I put so much effort into this. You know, things like that are going to affect the rock balance and are going to affect how you drive in traffic. But if you can take a breath, reset it's so transformative. And I have seen that on the beach with in one particular, one thing that comes to mind right now is how I had some woman have a panic attack on the beach. And she had mentioned to me on her way down, Oh yeah, you know, I'm really stoked. It's, it's been a year since I couldn't leave my house and I was just so scared and I had so much anxiety and stuff. And she was from uh, Washington or Oregon up there and she came down to San Francisco and I was leading these workshops down at the beach and um, to just be at the beach at sunset with seven other people and everyone was having an amazing time sort of discovering, oh my gosh, this is myself. This is my energy. I'm, I am feeling balanced. I am having clarity. And this woman is just having 
incredible almost trauma just oh my I can't be here right now and we were enough on the beach where it was a bit not a bit of a hike but a little bit of a hike to get back to where the parking lot was so she felt like she couldn't find it and we didn't have any service and long story but ultimately I'm like hey you know why don't you try and balance your way out of it and for her to find the power of her breath first was transformative and then when she had the act of this big rock that really represented the the stress and the tension she was the burden that she was feeling of this panic and she she balanced through it and i went and i i didn't want to give her too much attention because i think that's what she was really craving is and i focused on other people one at a time and i came back to her and she had this big rock balance and another one on top of that and another one on top of that. And the smile that was beaming from her was just incredible. And I'm not saying this to inflate my own power as a teacher. It's just stuff like that surprises me because I think, hey, we're going to go down there and, you know, we're going to find our balance and become mindful and all this stuff. But I'm not thinking, hey, you're going to transform from your panic attack and Later, I heard from her, and she just wrote the most amazing uh, review of of the experience and just talking about how she was doing it at home now, and she had a local little beach that she never thought to go balance rocks now, but she can't find her, like, she can't rip herself away from that spot, and over time, I'm sure less and less she's given her that, that rock balance time, but ultimately, it's just showing that it's possible, and it's almost a portal or a gateway or the top of a mountain that you have to achieve that experience. You have to go through that balance experience to see what's on the other side of it. And breathing is a very, very important part of that. And that's, you know, one of many. And that's why I love this work is that it, rock balancing transcends the color of your skin, your religion, what age you are. And that's sort of this ancient wisdom of, you know, no matter, no matter who you are, or what you judge, the earth is still there for you. Um, but on that note, what ends up happening at the beach, a very, very common thing is that there's this paralysis of choice. And with the internet and the world we live in, there's a lot of podcasts out there. What makes somebody listen to this one? It's, it's rooted in the question of, do you choose the rocks or do the rocks choose you? So is is this podcast something that someone was like, hey, I'm going to go, I'm thinking about this, and then I'm going to tap on this or see my subscriptions, and oh, that's cool. It's more of this podcast is being drawn to someone at the perfectly right time, just as when you're balancing on the rocks. These rocks are coming to you, and I really wish that I could explain an easier way to, to select rocks, but you just got to trust your intuition and and go from there. So once you have rocks, that's where you do that tripod and you, you figure out, okay, where's my edge and how can I go beyond it? And when you have that mentality, it's really transformative because, wow, you're just popping bubbles over and over and over. And you got to make sure that you don't get caught up in the just one more mindset because this is paralyzing because no matter how many rocks you balance, You'll never be satisfied. There's always just one more for you to achieve that happiness. And all rock balance is is a point of contentment within yourself. So if you only need to balance one rock on its side, 
and you're just totally zen, totally happy, that's amazing. If you need to, you know, go like me, I have to do these crazy, crazy counterbalances that are multiple rocks on top of multiple rocks, and this, you can't even picture it in your head of the kind of stuff that I'm at now because I continue to go to this edge. I still find with myself, I'm like, okay, let's come back to reality. You know, my my vision is too far. I have to meet reality with it, and just defining these limits are. It's a very debatable topic of, you know, where are the limits exactly, but you'll, you'll know. There'll be, for myself, what I know is when my hands start to shake right at the very end, I'm thinking, okay, I'm getting away with something. I'm at the edge. Like, let's not push it. And from there, that's when I feel content. And, of course, you can unpack that of, you know, why am I not happy with One Rock? And to a certain extent, I am. But I am trying to push the limits of of our world and what we see is truly possible because there's many things wrong with the world, but one of them I feel is how we are treating our space program as sort of this like, oh, we did this kind of thing. But in reality, what are we actually doing to unify the world in order to grow beyond that? And we're so busy fighting each other with these political things that we're not able to connect as a whole and because of that so many repercussions happen and that kind of opened the door into a whole new topic but um, (laughs) it's really just showing what these limits are because they're pretty false and I think that with a lot of war that is direct limits of saying hey I can only do this oh you can't do that okay let's fight each other but you know, what is beyond that? There's not really ever a discussion about that. So after that, then I like to just to kind of complete the circle here. Once you have your limit and you're like, okay, this is it. I'm happy with it. Just sit with it. Sit with yourself. Don't judge yourself. Just be happy with where you are in the moment. And this is easier said than done, but there's times when I make balances that I know, hey, it's not my greatest work of art ever, but I'm here. I found the time to make it. And I'm just going to enjoy it. And after that, release and let go and knock the balance over. And this can also be one of the hardest things to do in the workshops because we're attached. We were like, hey, I've just spent so much time pouring my energy and love into this thing. And you're saying, I have to kill it. I have to destroy it. And I'm saying, yeah, because when you hang on to one moment, the next moment is much dif- more difficult to, to enter because we're so busy squeezing on to something our hands can't be filled so when you release this is just the most amazing look that i get on people's face of just almost freedom and it it translates so much into real world and daily life because when we are hanging on to the stuff in our house it no longer serves us it reminds us maybe of a event or something like that but when we can let go of that it is super transformative, and uh, I just recently moved into a new place and had to do that. And living in San Francisco, you kind of have to do it repeatedly, and you figure out what am I hanging on to? Why? Why is this stuff serving me really? So, uh, the the whole release thing directly translates into to daily life. So, that's really kind of the the whole uh, technique, I think, to answer your your question here of how do you do it is. It's yes, you balance the little triangle, but you also want to breathe, find the opportunity around you, believe in yourself enough to do it, balance it, find your limits, 
and then once you've found your limits, release. Yeah. And I, I think the other thing too, you know, intent moves consciousness. So maybe having an intention at your workshops or if somebody's alone, you know, down by the river or wherever, um, to do it, uh, you're right. There's so many different metaphors, especially at that releasing and that letting go and not being attached to the formation that you just spent all this time in creating, you know, you could take anything from your past or any current situation, put it into the rocks, create your formation, you know, send it off, let it go to the universe. And, you know, I will say that when you're talking about the different possibilities and the limitless to that, um, when I look at the, your rock formations, there are many of them where I have been like, oh my gosh, how is that even possible? I mean, I think I might've said that about 15 times going through your website and looking at the picture. I'm like, how is that possible? And, you know, through that art and through that rock formation and the rocks themselves are showing us like that, and, and you're, you know, you're showing us that too, that it really is possible. What you think is impossible is possible. And I think it's beautiful that you're really testing yourself and going beyond those limits and trying to create these creations, because that is the one thing that I received from looking at this and looking at it as kind of art and just being in awe and inspired to say, there is something in your mind that says, well, if that's possible, mm-hmm. anything can be possible, because how are these rocks sure. just balancing and you know in this formation it's it's wild yeah and this is really a the more I do it I realize how it is art therapy it is very healing and transformational for others and when what someone needs is different than the person next to them and the the rock balancing gives them both what they need and because there's so many different tangents that you can go down ultimately the tangent that is perfect for you is what ends up unveiling itself and it's similar to you know giving a talk where i'll talk for an hour and there's really just one line that really resonates with somebody which could be completely different with from somebody else rock balancing is that that's the thing so i really like that your whole intent moves consciousness thing and with that too every single work that you see embodies a different element that surrounds us all so one the one on the cover is attraction and showcasing that idea of okay when things attract versus when things don't attract just becoming aware of that feeling of attraction because that that one on the cover actually took two days to work through to get these rocks to just find that that perfect alignment and you could say that hey if they were meant to attract they would have done it instantly like true love or whatever like someone seeing a donut that's attraction right there Mm -hmm. but if you're you're working through that there's a much deeper level of attraction and sometimes it's not attraction sometimes we we push ourselves and do things for years that that inevitably are never going to attract so it just with that addition i want to just focus on that element of attraction and another one was healing and healing was i think one of my my best works that actually came to me after a breakup and i was just out there just you know typical sad trying to find meaning and i just made this balance in 40 minutes or so and they they can range from five minutes to like i'm saying two days to make these but that one just flew up and it had all these different rocks spaced apart and the whole idea behind 
the, the concept of healing is I grow beyond my, my pain one breath at a time. And it's using the breath to heal yourself from pain. And what was really cool about that specific one is that I had a fan who was in the hospital and said, hey, I watched your videos and I learned how to rock bounce to keep myself busy while uh, the doctors were figuring out what was going on to me. And I said, hey, wow, that's crazy. You know, thank you. First off, like, I am a person. There isn't just like this invisible thing. You can pop the internet bubble and realize it's just two people connecting. And I said to her, hey, I'm going to go out and make you a rock balance like to honor your healing and to make this balance for her in, in her honor is just so true and so amazing. And another one real quick is perfection. And that that's probably the most you know, what the hell kind of reaction that I get of like, how is, what sorcery is this? And <laughs> I just wanted to make essentially the, of course, the most difficult rock balance I could, but also what embodies perfection? Can I make a perfect rock balance? And the way I had the counterbalance just pulled so far apart where you barely think that these rocks are just gripping on. The whole idea behind that was uh, letting go of who you should be and embracing who you truly are. And for me, I was kind of upset when I made that balance. I was like, yeah, that's cool, but, you know, it could be better. And it's just and the more I reflect on it, it's, you know, sit with it. This, it, You are perfect as you are. And I just think it's really cool because these themes, yes, are true in the specific editions, but they're also true in all of them so every rock balance incorporates healing every rock balance incorporates attraction and and perfection like that so um, i just think it's pretty cool how this has kind of come about and it, i right now like i just finished up uh what was the last one i did beyond so the truth will set you free and exploring what that freedom feels like and uh what was the last one i did oh um oh, it was so good <laughs> Uh, I can't think of it at the top of this moment, but if it comes oh, to me, I'll let you know. You mean on your website, Revolution? That was Oh, yes, 80? Revolution. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> uh, thank you for reminding me. Yes. So with Revolution, I was out there, and it was the hottest day um, of the year here in San Francisco a couple weeks ago. And I'm out on the beach, and I'm thinking, okay, man, I only got like an hour. I got to make this great artwork. And really quickly, I could feel that my energy was kind of tense and angry and something shifted in me and just something came to me as I'm walking, looking for these, these stones along the beach. And I, the thought of start with peace and grow from there just perfectly encompassed not only the moment of me to just, Hey, how do I, how do I start? Well, you start with peace and you go from there. But I also thought that's revolution. That's what we need in our politics. What we need when we're talking to each other is starting with peace and then growing from there. Because what happens is we're getting caught up in, you know, let's argue it till we get to peace and then we're good. But no, you got to start with peace and then that's when the real work begins. So it was just encompassing that and encompassing that feeling within ourselves of the own revolution each of us has to step into. So this is mine. 
right now. <laughs> I love it. And, you know, the other thing that I want to mention to the listeners, that one thing that I really liked about your book, and if people want to start this, is you give people starting points. You give people um, recommendations, uh, different meditations. I mean, you, you have illustrations and how to do this, but then you also have your YouTube channel. But I like that you give the reader something to contemplate and you give them exercises with the rocks, before the rocks, um, you know, before they set up their placing. And, you know, you just talk a lot about breath and how to connect. Um, so it's wonderful. It's not, I don't want people to think that it's just a book of pictures of all the rock balances. It's actually pretty deep and reflective. Um, you really make people go inward and question and face their fears, reminding them to breathe and to be contemplative. So it's, it's a great, great book. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I, and I can, I have, you know, all friends and family and, you know, random people that are like, Oh, that's so cool. And they'll repost the book and they got the book and they're super excited. And then over time, I'm like, did you read it? You know, is it, is it resonating with you? Because the ones that do, I can tell, I can see that there's a shift in how they're approaching their own limiting beliefs. And I really encourage not only to, to get it and read it, but to, to truly read it, to really absorb what's going on. Because these are, I just wrote down my truth. It just, as true as true could be seeing it with other people. And if you have objections to it, I respect that, but I would highly disagree if you really read into, to what's happening here. Yeah. Well, let people know where they can find you. And also if people are in the San Francisco area, how can they come to your workshops? Where do you teach them? How do they, how do they get that information? Right now, with workshops and stuff, it has to be on a private kind of one-to-one -one basis because I'm working through regulations with the national park and stuff for me to uh, continue to have commercial workshops out there. So for for right now, it's kind of private. <clears throat> I have to be on private land or you know a private garden. I love making gardens for people or uh, just having a workshop. I have this cool thing called the healing room where I'm going into corporate environments and, you know, an old meeting room, you can just put a couple rocks in there, have some meditation cushions and people can reserve this space and, and rock bounce and meditate. And just for five to 30 minutes, you just go in there and have your own little session. I think that's the coolest thing. It's how that's evolved is crazy. But to get the book, it's, it's just search the rock balancers guide on Amazon or on my website, travisruskis.com. Great. Well, Travis, I'm so glad that your book came across my desk at the perfect moment, like you said, at the perfect time. And I am really excited. <clears throat> Once I make my very first rock balance, I'm going to take a picture of it. I will knock it down. Don't worry, but I would like to send it to you to show it to you. <laughs> yeah. And for those listening too, send it to me on social media, send me pics of your balance, because to me, it's, it's acknowledgement that you're listening and that you are trying. And I get people all day long. It's like, I'm going to try that. But like, if you can really send me the photo, I would love to see it just to show, show me and yourself that, Hey, you, you did it. Did it. Yeah. I'm, and I'm excited to see just because I've, I've always been so connected to rocks when I was little, I would collect them. I mean, we had Maxwell house 
coffee cans filled with all of these rocks that I would bring in. So for me, you know, the mineral kingdom, the rock kingdom, um, I know that it will be a very healing and deep experience because they do speak rocks speak. If, if no one believes it, I would say the, the best way to do it is to find a rock out in nature and sit with it and meditate it and ask what it has to say. And I promise you it will say something. And it, when I do that meditation with people, it shocks them because they're like, Oh, I'm not going to be able to hear anything. Is a rock really going to talk? Um, am I really yeah. going to get a message? I'm telling you, they're very wise. They are wise beyond their years, I guess we could say. Um, but Travis, this was great. So thank you so much. And I wish you a lot of luck with all that you're doing. And I just think that it's beautiful work. So thanks again for being a guest on the Path 11 podcast. Thank you so much for your time. And I really enjoyed this opportunity. Thanks for listening to the Path 11 podcast today. I hope you all enjoyed this show. And if you haven't checked out our Patreon page, I'd like you to do so because we are going to start putting some content over there that is only for our Patreon subscribers. You can get content for as little as donating a dollar a month, and it could just be a one-time donation. We have other freebies over there that you can get depending upon how much you would like to donate. And again, it could be a one-time donation, or you can continue to keep your subscription on a monthly basis at that donation level, but I just put my MBT immersive experience, which was a four-day intensive meditation training in Tennessee with physicist Tom Campbell. I was listening to binaural beats, going to altered states of consciousness, having out-of-body experiences and life-changing experiences that I was able to bring back uh, for myself, for my clients, for my friends that was just out of this world. So if you would like to listen to that, I'd like you to head on over to path11podcast.com. You're going to see an orange button that says Patreon. Become a Patreon today and you can have access to that podcast. And I would like to remind you to head on over to path11productions.com and check out the membership that we have for the Afterlife Awareness Conference. We have over 25 hours of footage with amazing speakers like William Buhlman, Thomas John, Terry Daniel, Suzanne Geisman, Suzanne Northrup, Linda Fitch, uh, Austin Wells, just a few people uh, to name off that were amazing. These workshops are just so valuable. So I think that you would really enjoy it. It's also a great thing to think about to maybe give the gift to somebody who is struggling with grief. If you are looking for resources, this is a great conference to send people to to check out. And thanks again for listening today.